I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. Played a cover and it was awesome. I was like, this is great. And of course, then he plays Your Body is a Wonderland and the place just empties out after that. All these like teenage girls that were there with their parents on the school night because it was a Thursday night were leaving and I started heckling them. Started actually like, where are you going? The man's still playing. It's and just getting good. Wasn't even a fan, but you know, he played Message in a Bottle, which was great. And, uh, um, I mean, the dude can just play. He, he like, on several songs, he just went off on a riff for a while. It was, it was cool. The correct Jordan Hare Stadium time is 9.05 Central Daylight Standing Time. Daylight Savings Time. Greetings and salutations. Orange and Truth is rough for a raucous start. Your digital audio device is tuned in the Orange and True podcast, harbored by College of Magnolia.com. I'm Senator Crow at Senator Crow 2 on Twitter at Senator Crow on Venmo. To one side of me, the one person who is more ready for Auburn football season than anybody else, the rumor monger at Ryan S. Starrett. More ready than anybody? More than anybody. Your long national nightmare is over. There's no more cycling. Well, there's the World Championships. There's less cycling. The World Championships are coming up. Who are we kidding? But Spoiler, we're still going to talk about soccer. And we're going to talk about soccer because this is a soccer podcast first and foremost. No other, no other uh, team's coach has come on this podcast. Have we invited anybody else? Well, that's not our it's fault. It's my fault. I'm the one who reached out anyways. Anyway, to the other side of me, giving you the full Fort Payne ASMR, a man of taste, a man who's seen John Mayer alive, as you just heard. With Lydia. With Lydia. We didn't know each other, and we weren't uh, near each other, I don't think. But you were at the same show? We were at the same show. It's a lot. You can listen to it live on your favorite streaming podcast. It's uh, Any Given Thursday is the name of the album. Wow. It's recorded at Oak Mountain Amphitheater. That's amazing. Yep. John Mayer, that's who we were talking about earlier. It's the AU chief. Hey, guys. On, oh, how would you compare it to any of the uh, Alabama concerts you saw in your youth? Um, I don't know. It, it was fun. I, I was probably uh, more into I don't know. No, no, no. It's hard to compare the two. It's not Alabama, a lot of Alabama's tech. sort of just like a like a hanging out with a family friend or something. Yeah, Country Saturday. Yeah, and John Mayer was this thing that I really was not looking forward to going and seeing, and was actually came away very surprised and uh, a fan. We would say I I don't I've never bought one of his albums, right? But I have listened to some of his music. So. Well, here we go. Here we go, guys. We have some big announcements this week. We want to tell you about koozies. That's right, koozies. There are going to be. What? Bob Cousy? Not Bob Cousy, no. who I, hot take, don't think could make Auburn's <laughs> basketball team this year. Crow, you, you got a drink in your hand. Oh. There's no Cousy. There's no Cousy. You know why? Because the Cousy's have not arrived at my house yet. Come sometime this week, a package will arrive at the Crow Compound, the, Crow, the Chrome Pound, in which contains 
Orange and True Podcast College of Magnolia koozies that we are going to sell and give away this fall. So if you are interested in one of those things, at College of Mag on Twitter, at C-O-L-L-E-G-E-M-A-G on Twitter, and tell whoever runs that account that you would like a koozie from Crow. Or at Son of Crow on Twitter, and we'll figure it out. And if you want to pay for it, Son you know. Crow 2. Son of Crow 2 on Twitter, right. Some child has the other one. The other thing we want to tell you about, fan polls. Our, our overlords at SB Nation would love you to go onto our website and join fan polls, in which you can be just like whatever SID intern votes in the coaches poll for all those guys, and an AP voter, and you can have your own voice in college football's weird and wonderful world of polling. You will be equally as important as anyone in the coaches poll and anyone in the AP poll. Absolutely. By the end of the year, you can go, hey, me and Bruce Feldman had the same outcome on this season. <laughs> me and Steve Spurrier. No, he didn't coach anymore. Did, don't y'all think, though, that some of these – some the polls do have some effect on some of the – Some Mental of the people effect. Com- yeah, right, on the, on the committee. No, no actual committee, numerical yeah. effect, but they, they have to affect some – No, thinking. the committee is unbiased. Sure. The committee is pure as the driven snow. The committee is pure as the snow on the mountains in Afghanistan. The committee is an amazing... You know what's much less unbiased? Or much less biased? Sure. A computer. Yeah, well, right. (laughs) And the computer poll... The computer just looks at numbers. Now, if... If it were, let's say, an Alabama grad, never mind, they couldn't, they yeah. couldn't program anything like yeah, that. They anyway, they couldn't program if, if it were someone, a fan of some other team, that somehow figured out a way to program in some bias say, for their favorite team, I'm a sure. fan. They <laughs> yeah. have been to the moon. But uh, You need a Michigan man to do this. They'd no, do it the right way. <laughs> they would do it the right way. But uh, I guess theoretically there could be some bias in, in the uh, – there's inherent bias in statistics, for sure. But not there. There shouldn't be in football statistics, right? I mean, there's it depends have, on what statistics you're looking at. That's to, that's the whole. Have to work pretty hard to like put that into an algorithm. You got to have a stat like S and P, or like the stat that our buddy Josh Dub is probably working on right now in the lab, that can look at a whole group of people and say yes against no common opponents. I can still rank this. That's why you use several different algorithms and combine them all together. Josh Dub can tell us that uh, Auburn's was undefeated on kickoffs at 85 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> if, that, if, if Jerry got the heat on when we play Oregon in a couple of days, we got no, they, Oregon got no chance. It was 85 degrees in Jerry World in the Death Star. Speaking of the Death Star, Auburn soccer is almost completely operational. After destroying the Mercer Bears 3-0, Karen Hoppe, our favorite coach on this podcast, played the babies against Mercer, and freshman Sidney Richards scored a brace, Chief. A brace is what, Ryan, in soccer? Something on your knee? A brace is two goals. Scored two goals. Hat trick is three. I also would have thought it was uh, kicking the ball off the post, but I don't know. No, a brace is a pair of goals. I don't know why. Do you know why? Uh, no, don't. Yeah. Uh-huh. If you know, at Ryan S. Starrett on Twitter, tell him why scoring two goals in the same game is called a brace. Why is it a hat trick? 
Well, that's the other thing. I think it's because like a guy did it in hockey and he everyone threw, threw a hat, hat on the floor. Little, yeah, I think that's. But, how'd that but get, now everyone throws a hat. How'd that get over to soccer? Where which came first, the hockey hat trick or the soccer hat trick? The I hockey and soccer, just because it's older. No, no, older. is it older? Might not be. I don't know. That's I don't know. Only about that. I don't either. Hmm. Not, I'm, uh, my hockey knowledge is pretty slim. I have to ask J.F. Jones about that one. Yeah, he's a big uh, he's a big National Predators fan, right? Yeah. No, no, James is a big oh boy, he's a Carolina Hurricane. I think, <laughs> I think Chief knows that. So here's the thing. 19 players saw action in this game, which is hilarious and very college soccer. At the same time? No, that would be a record and also illegal. Uh, they outshot the Mercer Bears 24-3 in a Manchester City in <laughs> 24-3. Uh, and they control possession throughout the contest. And they play South Florida. The this official real, season opener. This is a real a game. A real game. A real game against the University of the Florida Bulls in Tampa. Tampa. The concrete Ooh. jungle. It's going to be hot. On August 22nd. And then come back home to the wonderful Auburn University Soccer Complex to take on the Syracuse Orange. Is that Sunday? On Thursday. Thursday. You, you missed it. Florida Gulf Coast game. Well, I'm not worried about that. The home game that okay. I'm worried about is the home opener, which is Thursday, the 5th of September. Remember, remember the 5th Florida of September. Florida Gulf Coast Community College? No, this is uh, no. Dunk City, right? This is no. Dunks. This is Florida Gulf Coast, home of Jared Harper's brother. Who oh, yeah. Him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Not the women's soccer team. My favorite mid major player now. Right, for sure. I mean, John Moran's not there, so. Jared <laughs> Harper's little brother is the next best thing. Jared Harper's little brother. Better not be as good as Jared Harper. What if he really mad? Well, what if he is and he <laughs> transfers to Auburn? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> After one year, he just goes him and Sharif just like, yeah. So I'm looking forward to Auburn soccer this year. Defensively, gonna be touch and go. Lost a lot of girls well, back. Video, you can just hang five on everybody, right? Well, yeah, but then the front end they return almost every single person that. Uh, that scored goals or assisted on goals for them last year. So it's kind of like if you had a football team that lost all of the, maybe like the offensive line and kept everybody else. Be like is that going to happen to us next year? Well, yeah, maybe. This is like a thing. All the people that do all the hard work. This is a lot more like the 2014 Auburn football team, perhaps, where they lost the whole defense. And the offense Did you lose the whole defense? I thought the defense just wasn't very good it just either season. Wasn't. 13, the defense is better than it was at 14. We lost Chris yeah. Davis. D Ford. And D Ford. And that's it. That may be it. Yeah. <laughs> right. They just weren't very good. All right, well, guys, we have a lot to talk about this week. I don't want to waste a lot more time. We've already been going 10 minutes. In, this in, is a uh, soccer podcast. I know. Though, so, uh, We're going to waste a lot of time coming up on what we call the depth chart. Depth charge. What time is that, uh, that game? The soccer match. The soccer match. I close the tab. It'll be a night game. It's a weeknight. Yeah, it's a weeknight. They all play at seven or something. That if if it's anywhere near sundown, I will probably go. I'm gonna try to go too. If it's before, if it's like six, uh, I don't know. Daughter of Crow really enjoyed going to him last year. Of course, she was a year younger. Yeah, she's a little more active now. Yeah, she is how last year works. Usually a year younger. Well, it's a lot more drastic when it goes from seven months to seventeen months. Yeah. She almost tripled her age. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to what we call depth chart. Depth chart. Depth chart. We call it that because it's hard to say. Yep. And what we're going to do now is we're going to go position by position. Here's how I want to do this, Ryan. Y'all might disagree, but I think it'd be more fun to, for everybody if we save 
the one that everyone cares about to the end and instead go... The tight end? Yeah, the tight end. What are those? We're gonna, I actually don't have anybody to listen for tight end on this. Uh, good, I see that. <laughs> We're going to go defensive end first, then right tackle, D-tackle, right We're gonna guard. Go back and forth across the line? Yeah, all the way across the line. Then we're going to go back and forth from linebacker to running back, free safety wide out, strong safety to the whatever you have it called, big slot. <laughs> big slot and flanker. Nah, I think I think he did this on purpose. These are the correct names. I, I, yeah. I figured they weren't. Big slot, Gus. though. Gus names the uh, good players. I think I've seen that on a billboard <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> How loose are these big slots? <laughs> That's what they say in Vicksburg. <laughs> All right, so the first thing we're talking about. Right is a defensive end. Defensive end, man by Marlon Davidson at the top. You want me to just run through the position? Yeah, go for it. Defensive end. Yeah, so Marlon Davidson's going to be the starter. And then you'll probably see Big Cat Bryan as his main backup. And we signed a bunch of freshmen behind that this year. So could be Colby Wooden, could be Jaron Handy, Chief's favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, Handy, comma, J. Ah, yeah. Can't forget yeah. the comma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Marlon Davidson's probably going to be second rounder. A good year could get him a first round grade. This I season. think so too. I think he could be a first if he could Basically, if he closes on the sacks that he missed last year, he's mm-hmm. a first rounder. I think um, if he, mostly, I mean, these guys are going to play. All four of those guys will play on this line, right? It'll be mostly the first two, and then you might see Nick Coe play over there a little bit. I mean, the first two will definitely be in and out the whole game. Right. Wasn't Big Cat a different position last year? He was a buck last year, but I think he's gotten a little bigger. Part of the problem is when he was playing buck, he's he's not a small guy. No. And we struggled struggled with the pass rush. It makes more sense for him to be a defensive end. I wonder why he's Big Cat with a K. Has anybody ever talked about that to anybody? Like, has anybody ever asked him, what's his real name? Okay. No, it's not. It's like it's like Mark Travius. It's a it's a very Auburn defensive lineman name, like John Travius. All right, let's go across the line to right tackle. At right tackle, Ryan, the UMass transfer Jack Driscoll, Berdarius Ham, and then best name. Austin Troxel's probably out. Berdarius Ham is the best name. <laughs> <Bro>, Ham. Uh, <laughs> This is okay. So Bro, we Darius. talked about the depth of defensive end. Yeah, there's no depth here. Well, it's Jack Driscoll. Don't undersell Bro Darius Ham. Uh, you know, ten out of ten grade. Didn't Bro? Didn't, didn't, didn't Bro Ham get some playtime last yeah, year? Right? No, I don't think he played last year. Okay. But he was. Uh, he had a really good either spring or fall. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Okay. He, he was getting talked up by a lot of people as potentially the sixth lineman. Although I don't think that'll be Bailey Sharp. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but he. He's going to need to play some this year because yeah. he very well could be a starter next year. <laughs> All right. I'm just looking at the offensive line. Jack Driscoll was underwhelming to most last year. But he wasn't bad. But he wasn't bad, so I think he could build on that. Right. He was one of those guys, like, well, I mean, he, I think he graded out fairly average, yeah. but he he didn't have any bad games. Yeah, I think what, what most people will be surprised about, I know I was, when I read the ESPN article about Prince Tegan. We'll get, never mind, we'll get to Prince Tegan. Okay. Guy. All right, D tackle Tyrone Truesdale, Dale Tyrone Truesdale. Sorry, I can't read. Nitko, Quinus Miller, Daquan Newkirk. Can we just talk about both tackle positions at the same time? Yeah, 
Wait, is there? Oh, they're more sorry. interchangeable than literally. I'm reading else. this wrong. Uh, Derek Brown, Gary Walker, and Daquan Newkirk. So, we know Derek Brown's starting tackle, right? Like he's he's going to play more snaps than the rest of these. He's guys. the anchor of his defense. Yeah. Uh, the next to him is where you can kind of get creative. You're replacing Dontavious Russell. Could be Nick Coe. Could be Truesdale's kind of the guy that's the mold of that position. Mm-hmm. But as much talent as there is in other positions, you want to make sure Coe's getting plenty of snaps. Duquan. I think you'll see him more on third down situations. Duquan Newkirk, so good. He's playing both tackle positions. Yeah, he's, he's a little banged up right now. Uh, decent chance he's not back until end of the year or at all. He'll be fresh. Gary Walker has the most uh, normal name walk on this team. Like Texas Ranger. Get, Gary, Gary, the most Gary Walker and uh, Broderis Ham are the two opposite ends <laughs> of the name scale on here. Yeah, Gary Walker. Yeah, you're right. That's the best joke available at that moment. Yeah. No, I should not even open my mouth. <laughs> All right. Hopefully, Connus. I'm sorry. One more thing. Connus, a lot of big uh, hopes for him. Coinus, yeah, right? He's Connus. Uh, I've well, always heard it pronounced Connus. Well, it's spelled Coinus. It is spelled so, Coinus. Connus, okay. Connus Miller. Connus. Miller. 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 He's a little banged up right now. I think he missed miss, miss most of fall camp. That's no good for him. Right. We need the depth of tackle, so hopefully he's good to go by the A&M game. I don't, I don't really know the update yeah. on him. Okay. Buck, Nick Coe, T.D. Moultrie, Big Cat Bryant, Derek Hall. Not a lot of enthusiasm behind Derek. Going, you're not a big fan of the normal names, are you? <laughs> Derek Hall is a very normal name. Yeah, it's, he's up there with Gary Walker. <laughs> so we talked about Co playing some tackle. He's also going to be playing some buck. Uh, him and Moultrie, I mean, it, it could be a 50-50 split there, just depending yeah. on if Moultrie is as improved as uh, Coach Carter seems to say he is. Well, we, we know Steele and Carter like Coach to, to rotate these guys a lot. So Yeah, I mean, this is one of those defensive lines where – you're going to be able to throw eight or nine guys at you and rotate them often. Yeah. Um, I think we had a lot of success with that in, was it, was it the 2013 team? That we were we rotated a lot or 2010? 2010, we rotated not that much because we had one guy that was like right. super yeah. good and, and kind of rotated himself out on some plays. Well, you know, while being on he the could field. stay on the field <laughs> and just his rest in. Left guard, Marquel Harrell to Sean Manning, Cameron Stutz. It's Tayshawn, Tayshawn. Tayshawn, I believe. Tayshawn, man. Where are we at? We, we started at right tackle, and now we're doing left guard. This, I don't know what's look, going on. Let's, this, just, let's talk about the starters and just let's talk about the whole line. I don't know. Yeah. So it's it's the same starters as last Wait, year. Wait, right. That's, that's are we the left tackles now? Let's just go from left to right. Yeah. Left tackle. Prince, Tega, Wanago, Bailey Sharp, just butchering these names. Johnson. Wait, how do you say Tega, Wanago? I think it's Wanogo, isn't it? Prince Tego Wanogo. Or Wanago. Wanago. Bailey Sharp. Alex Jackson. Know our, uh, Camp on a Wana. Best offensive lineman's name. Markwell Harrell. Markel? I had a friend in high school named Markwell, and it was spelled just like that. So if it is Markel. It's like Terrell, Terrell, you know. Yeah. So, so you think Prince Tega Wanogo, Markwell Harrell, Markel Harrell, Mike Horton, Jack Driscoll. Caleb Kim, Mike Go. I um, I, I'm looking at these names and it's honestly not filling me with Caleb Kim. A it is lot the same five guys. Sites. <laughs> so here's here's the thing: it's you can look at it as well. Auburn's returning as many starts on the line as they have in right. a long time. 
But they're also returning the same starts they had last year. Yeah, so, but what if I told you that one of those guys was ma- named to an All-American team last year by Pro Football Focus? Right. And that's the thing, or the Tega article that blew me away. I knew people thought but, it was good. As a Carolina Panthers fan who had um, Pro Bowl um, offensive linemen on their team while having the worst offensive line in football, uh, <laughs> I can true. tell you that that does not inspire it's me. Cause it's what almost way. everybody that is – Hands on the football, I'll tell you it's it's not about the talent on the offensive line more than any other. It's about how they work together. It's right? communication. Yeah, because you can be the best offensive lineman in the country, and if you don't know that the guy next to you is picking up the defensive tackle, well, then he can just walk right through. It doesn't matter how good you are at blocking if you don't block him. Yeah, yeah. You could pancake so, a guy and right. leave a gaping hole next to you because you didn't know. Right. That. So the the hope here is that the second year with the same guys, uh, second year with the same coach. Uh, yeah. You know, last year was a lot of reteaching after the Herb Hand era. Um, or just, most guys or just will, teaching after yeah, the yeah. Herb Most guys will tell you that the second year of an offensive line is always better than the first. I, I don't think there's any way it'll be worse. I mean, they improved as the year went on. They were, their best and game was the Alabama game. Yeah. yeah. And they were, I don't think they were totally healthy beginning of the year either, especially around like the Arkansas Southern Miss, Mississippi State games. Yeah. yeah. I think there were some injuries on the, the sloppy field against Southern Miss. So hopefully, um, I guess we just, we just want this unit to have gelled over the over sure. the summer, and uh, and hopefully they uh, have just immunity to any injuries. That's yeah, the key good. key thing for this offense. So we have no faith in any of these guys that are. So here's the thing: line. a lot of the there's been a lot of talk in in camp about oh you know Bailey Sharp's playing well, Jalil Irvin's playing well. You always hear this, right? Like <laughs> you always hear this. Are they trying to talk him up and give him a little bit of confidence in case they got to play? Or are they actually showing out? I mean, could you imagine if the opposite happened? If Gus, right? Like, well, man, this Alan Jackson kid is—we don't even know how he. So what was the defensive tackle last year? So, and I think of all positions, offensive line is going to be the position that any of the journalists that are there watching it aren't going to be able to evaluate it. Whether so, they yeah. really have to just go by whatever the right. coaches are. Tayshawn Manning is strong. That's okay. right. He's so big. You should see how big his feet are. Yeah. I, I think it's, it'll, it'll keep at least it'll keep me engaged in the second half of the Tulane and Kent State game, trying to see if these guys are yeah get doing their in. job yeah. essentially. We're not doing a very good job going through the full depth chart, Ryan. We're going well, through the start. I, I don't think anybody Look, really if uh, if Alec Jackson's playing tackle at all this year, Gus is getting fired. Mm. Nobody really cares about who's third on the depth chart. Right, because most of the starter, well, especially offensive line, most of the starters are going to play most of the important snaps. Right. If you see Alec Jackson on the field, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Yeah. I mean, it's if, if, Alan Jackson reference. Yes. If anybody loses their job at any point this season, <laughs> not because of injury or anything, if anybody just loses their job, it might be a center. Crow's uh, dying over this job <laughs> right here. <laughs> Yeah, center. So these two guys both, they both played, played last center year. last year. Caleb Kim was the better option, um, but Brahms is also he's a younger guy. Uh, so Brahms might be what, around next year. He was a redshirt. Yeah, he's a redshirt sophomore this year. So if you're ever in Oklahoma or North Texas, you should go to Brahms. Yeah, I don't know if there's any relation to Nick Brahms, but the restaurant Brahms. I'm assuming it's barbecue. No, it's a fast. It's difficult to describe. It's a fast food burger and ice cream place. Steak and shake. Mm, drive through. Steak, steak, steak and shake. Yeah. yeah. But the inside, half of it is a very small grocery store. Like, <laughs> whoa, this took a turn. 
Half of it is a normal fast food like McDonald's looking inside. But like Dairy Queen because it has all these milkshakes and stuff. The other half is like a milk fridge where you can get, go buy this, gallons this of milk. It's just a gas station with McDonald's on the side. Well, except that all of the groceries are from... Brahms? Brahms. So it's like the Brahms Farm. It's like if Aldi milk. started selling burgers. Right. Okay. So it's like all the Brahms Farm milk, all the Brahms Farm eggs, all the Brahms. Yeah. So the ingredients that are going into making basically the other stuff. Because they only will open up Brahms within a X number mile drive from the farm in Oklahoma. Anyway, go to Brahms. I used to buy my milk at Brahms when I was living in Dallas. That was a mistake because like 560 for a gallon of milk. I was a dumb young single man. <laughs> All right, so let's go to uh, wide receiver. This is exciting. Flanker. Oh, excuse me, flanker. And, and big slot. Big slot. And uh, Eli Stowman. Eli Stowman. Seth Williams. Anthony Schwartz. He's fast. Sal Canella. So big slot? Yeah, I'm reading all of them, all the names. Just all at once? Yeah. Yeah, all at once. Matthew Hill. Because they're all wide receivers. Yeah, Matthew Hill, Marquise McClain, and Jason Sheffield. This is our deepest I don't notice area. uh, There's a name not missing. The name missing on this. Will Hastings. No, look on the other side of the page. Oh, my bad. He's over uh, in the slot no. position. Not to, not to be confused with the big slot. Where is that? Am I missing that page? You just scroll over. It's over. Sorry. Are you looking at it in Excel or are you looking at it in Slack? Uh, I'm looking at it in Slack. Oh, yeah. You got to scroll down. Will Hastings, Matthew Hill, and Javarius Johnson. Anthony Schwartz again. Marquise McLean, Zach Farrar, Shedrick Jackson. Now, this is deep. We have a lot of dudes. It though. is, but it's uh, short on experience. It's true. I mean, I, wide receiver and running back are the le- two areas that least concern me when experience comes into play. To be honest, not defensive line. Uh, no, defensive, defensive line. Does, no, I'm saying doesn't concern me. At I'm all. saying right. He's yeah. saying he's not concerned about no, 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 no. The uh, of experience. Like I, if a guy's yeah. not experienced at these positions, I'm not. Oh, just as a general about. position yeah, philosophy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, running a freshman running back can do just as well as anybody. Right. A freshman wide receiver can generally too. Um, maybe not in these different positions, which I can honestly tell you, I have zero clue what they do. The ones that block. Well, just look who's playing there. You kind of yeah, yeah. can figure it out. The the ones that are going to have to block a lot, I would be more comfortable with a guy that's more experienced. But I just need Will Hastings and Seth Williams to go off on a couple of teams this year. And I think that they each have a chance to. I think Will Hastings can do a lot of things Really, really, really. I think he's really quick. I've never been happier than when I saw Will Hastings put that double move, I think twice against LSU in the first half in 2017. Yeah. The second half, I'm just going to ignore that. But the first half. Again in 2018, if I remember correctly. No, he didn't play last year. He played, didn't play one play or two plays. Against Alabama State. You know, I bet that uh, Will Hastings was an all state soccer player, if you go and look. Doesn't shock me the least. I I, I, I bet he was. Shifty hips. I don't know. But I bet he He was. He was a kicker. I mean, right. So I bet he was a soccer player. You know that he, uh, if you see him without pads on and no helmet, you would not know that that person played no. any sport at Auburn. He's, just like, he's the most like, that's just a guy. That is an Auburn student guy yeah. on the team. There are kickers. That's why he was a walk-on kicker. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then you get him on a field and he destroys your hips and ankles. Right. So getting him and Eli Stowe back is, is key. If they are not... not Healthy isn't really the concern. I think they're healthy. 
But I don't know if they're back to so here, the same condition they were two years here's ago. Here's the thing with Will Hastings. Um, but they're going to need him this year. Is yeah, he both of them. really good, or did he have really good chemistry with Jarrett Stidham and they made each other better? I think it was a mix of he had good chemistry with Jarrett Stidham. He was one of the probably the last guys to be covered just because it's the five foot eight white guy. Yeah. I mean, deceptively quick white guy. But. And the way that teams played them was that they kind of just left them to the safety over the top. And the safety's looking in the backfield for the play action. He's going to miss Will Hastings. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if that's going to happen again this year. It might. It's going to require Auburn to run the ball really well. Because um, he's not – Will Hastings is not – as much as we want to say it, he's not Wes Walker. Yeah, like he's not. Will Hastings is not I, going no, to the NFL. I, I, every time someone yeah. talks about that, I just I, it's it's fun to make the joke, but he's not Wes Welker. He's not Dan Amendola. Right. Let's move on to defense, but before we do, let's take a quick commercial break. Yeah. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right. Now it's moved to cornerback. There's still so much to talk about at wide receiver. Well, okay, okay, we can keep yeah, talking about wide receiver if you'd like. There's a lot more dudes. So do, I do, you, do I need to explain what all the position? No, I don't really care. Okay. I can, I can flanker. Flanker is the guy that runs. The runs the running the, the interrupt. Yeah. yeah. So that's the, why you uh, see Terrell Zachary. Right. If you will. Well, that's why you T-Zach. see Eli Stove there. That's why yeah. you see Anthony Schwartz. By the like, oh, it's the guys with this the burners. Um, now, what's interesting? I don't know if we talked about this last week or not. Is that Schwartz? who's the most natural fit there, is probably going to be the backup to Stowe because he might be starting out of split end. Sure. If well, his hand is better. Right. He may miss the Oregon game, but he, I think he'll still end up being yeah. the starter there. Uh, so Because their coaches aren't really all that impressed. What's with the split end do, Ryan? That was Darius Slayton last year. That's the okay. run deep and I'll throw it to you. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, you think you got a guy with all-world speed. Might he's, be a good fit. He's not a big guy, though, Anthony Swartz. He's not a big guy, but he's also not the... Like Will Hastings, 5'8", 180 kind of guy. I mean, he's, Marquise McLean's pretty big size, too. That's Yeah, yeah that's the, the other guys at that position are pretty big, though. It's McLean, Zach Farrar is 6'4". Yeah. Usually it's the big guy who can go up and you know, catch the jump balls. But can also run and, and right. burn them. And those two guys, McLean and Farrar, haven't really impressed the coaches so far in camp. There's been a lot of drops. The front side so, cornerback, is that what the F stands for? Field. Field of boundary. Oh, okay. Big slot. We like Seth Williams a lot. He's another big guy. He's not the fastest kid. Right. We, so I had thought it would have been Seth Williams playing yeah. split in. How do you know this information? This is. Uh, what I was, so a lot of a lot of the big guys were putting okay. out their, their depth charts today. So I was kind of compiling and gotcha. looking at that. Investigative work. Other That's people know football crew. Well, I understand. Sal, man. Let's go. I want Sal to have a big year. Let's go, Sal Canella. No. Possible potential tight end, Sal Canella. Is he still listed as a tight end? Or is no, he's a full receiver. Okay. Which is what he was before. 
And then they listen yeah, to the tight end. And, I don't know. We got all excited when the tight end made call the touchdown against uh, yeah, Washington. Yeah. I, and if he gets a touchdown this year, I'll say the same thing. He was a fake. He wasn't a real tight end. <laughs> yeah. Pulled the mask off of him. This year, the closest thing is not even. Um, which uh, which one of these freshmen do you expect to have the biggest impact at the wide receiver? Can I use a Richard? Sure. sure. Matthew Hill. Okay. So that's he, what I was going to say. That, that's what almost everybody's been saying. He had that great catch for a touchdown in the 8 game. Uh, with if Schwartz misses any more time than just the uh, let me ask you the Oregon game, he'll get a lot more snaps. Do we know he's out for the Oregon game yet? No, but it's kind of up in the air still. Why is it not practicing it? The big slot because it's probably a guy that's also playing slot. If you have multiple guys, and yeah, we don't run a lot of no, but you could also you could run trips, you could run trips on the same side, yeah, okay. He's also the tall guy who wins a lot. As opposed to the small guy. Seth Williams is going to be the number one receiver. Yeah, I got you. Um, Do we want to go back over to to defense now and then wrap up with our uh, running Well, yeah, yeah, defense. All right, let's go boundary corner from a guy you may not see play at boundary corner to the starter. Travion Leonard. Nehemiah Pritchard. You just wanted to talk about Travion Leonard. It's a great name. Devin, Devin Barrett, former running back, former receiver, current boundary corner, and Noah, 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 Igbenogany. Sure. Former receiver. Former receiver. You need to talk to the Mike Man about that one. Yeah, Mike Man, hit me up. Number one, I'll pretend like I care about what you do and that I think you should have a job. Number two, I'm Crow, will you see we've got Jared at a football game? If they ask me, yeah, absolutely. We don't Absolutely. have Jared on this team, though, so it kind No, of, we don't. Last year was the time to do it. When they announced the team on... We've got a... Uh, no. When the team comes back to visit, the Final Four team, I mean, and they march out, Rick Jared Smith in. says, Thanks, and War Eagle. It's like, like Rick Smith says, and everyone claps. Then I'll sing it, but only if I'm asked to. I'm not going to just run out on the field. Yeah, I'm going to go hide in the student section and no. kind of like get started. Hey, I'm 30-something! <laughs> I'm here in the Sturdon section. <laughs> yeah, so this boundary corner situation. Yeah. Is, Iggy was impressive last year. Yeah, yeah. I feel I pretty mean, good. He, he, he was the standout on this defense last year. I to me, Especially at corner, yeah. yeah. I mean, I said this before the year started. I was like, are we nervous that a guy who just moved over from receiver is the starting corner on this team, or are we excited because it must mean he's super good? It turned out he was super good. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me uh, – well, have we moved over to uh, – um, Field. We can. can. Okay, we've got. Uh, oh, go for it. Javaris Davis, who played there last year, correct? He was the nickel last year. Oh. Mel Dean played did that position. So, uh, I'll get there in a second. Roger McCreary, which sounds like a 1970s <laughs> soccer uh, player, uh, football player. But, yeah. Uh, he sounds like a 25 year old 70s player. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, crack and of Christian a Tut, who I feel like played cornerback last year. He did. A lot. He did. Okay. Yeah. And he's keep, now keep third look, on keep the depth looking, Keep looking uh, next to that, Chief. Nickel. The nickel oh, is Christian He's Tuck. back to Chris. Oh, so him and Javaris so, Davis swapped. Not so, so Javaris Davis is more natural as a corner, but right. he was playing inside because you had Jamal Dean. Without Jamal Dean, Davis plays corner. Tut moves into the starting nickel spot. Gotcha. Okay. Roger McCreary with a screen. So I think maybe next year you might see Tut at, back at, at field corner. corner yeah. Okay. And Jordan Peters at nickel. Right. Uh, Peters played some... He was a special teams whiz last year. Okay. 
uh, had the two or three black punts. Yeah. Um, I think he's been another guy that's been hurt in fall camp, though. So I'm not sure what his status is. In other news, this pod brought to you by Coors Light because I can't remember anything. (laughs) Anything. Chief had to drown some sorrows last year. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, I feel pretty good about the the corner and safety, or not safety, the nickel and the corner situation. The mountains are as blue as Chief's feeling. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a pretty late one, but good. Yeah. Um, waiting, for pause. waiting for a pause. I'm waiting for a pause in the action. Um, Boundary safety, Daniel, the Rock Thomas. Rock Thomas? Yeah, right? exactly. Jamie and the Forest Sherwood. And Jalen, a bigger homer than me, Simpson. Jeremiah and Denson, Smoke Monday, and Malcolm Askew. 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 Smoke Monday is the best name on the team. Yeah, yeah. it's not even close. Well, it's it's between him and Broderius Ham, but Smoke Monday (laughs) is probably the one. Broderius Ham is the most made up sounding (laughs) name. Yeah, Smoke is not Hit Smoke Monday's real name. No. So, Broderius is, is actually Broderius No, Probably. so, okay, so, Daniel Thomas and, and Jeremiah Denson, they were also players, uh, yeah. starters last year. They were players on the team They were last players on the team last year. They were good players. Uh, Daniel Thomas they has been starting. Game. He's he's one of those crazy stories. I mean, he was like a two-star signing day, mm-hmm. oh, we have an extra spot kind of guys. And he's been starting ever since he came to campus. Yeah. Not every game, but he's, as a freshman, he was starting against Alabama, right? Yeah. He's the one that had the two interceptions. That's right. In 2016. Yeah, so he's been wild, around the block. Some wild stuff. Yeah. Uh, what a way to make your presence known. That was a terrible game. We won that. 2016? We did not win that game. Oh, I thought, I thought, that was the game we were competitive until the half with, That's right. with no quarterback. I was thinking 2017. We, we may have won it against the spread. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but not outright. Gus but not against the pro team. That's pretty good. That's spread. What'd you say? Not against the what? The pro style. Oh, good. Ryan. Uh-huh. Man, sorry. So uh, I think we all feel pretty good about this, yeah. uh, about yeah. our secondary. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of the same faces last year, just losing Jamel Dean. Which yeah. hurts, because he's a good player. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, doing pretty well in uh, Buccaneers. The course don't right keep me from remembering that. Yeah. The secondary is going to be the primary best thing about the back end of this defense. Mm. And with the defensive um, line being as good as it is, you're going to see... So we had to use these guys a lot last year to get pressure. Pass rush, yeah. Like Smoke and, Monday had a couple of sacks. And just as the we're hoping thing. this year that's not the case. Right. So I'm hoping this year it's a lot of interceptions. Hoping this year that Derrick Brown causes some pressure sacks. Yeah. Coverage yeah. sacks. You also help out for Derrick Brown, too. The, the secondary what is so we want, that it makes the quarterback hold the ball... That much longer and pads Derek yeah. Brown's stats. What we want is for all pick. four of these guys to be drafted in the first two sure. rounds of the NFL. Especially right. Smoke Monday. What I'm talking about. The defensive line. The defensive yeah. line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd like to hear him too. But I'd love to hear Roger Cordell say Smoke Monday's name. How many uh, – so so? where are these guys? Uh, juniors, seniors, sophomores? Mm-hmm. Okay, so both of the safeties, Thomas and uh, Denson, sorry. Mm-hmm. They're both seniors. Javaris Davis is a senior. Mm-hmm. Nagy's a junior. And Tut is a and Tut's sophomore. a sophomore, right? Okay. So we've we've got some young guys playing uh, in the corner. The safety. So going to be some new names. Next what year. we're hoping 
is that we beat everybody so badly that some of these guys at yeah. two and three on the depth chart get get yeah. Jalen Simpson. So they they brought in a Trey huge. They brought in a yeah. huge signing class in secondary last year. Yeah. It looks like they're going to do it again this year. Right. That's always a good thing to do is bring yeah. it up. If you have extra spots, it's always a good thing to offer them to defensive backs. Right, because they can usually play a lot of different positions, too. Yeah. And they're real fast. And you need a bunch of them. You need five on the field at once, yeah. usually. That's why athletes are good to offer, too. Got to get them. It's a great strategy in NCAA 14. Yeah, that's what I used to do. Half my team was defensive backs when I played. Yeah. You just put the, the best one plays quarterback. And right. Then in the secondary. So I guess now we can move on to the uh, the premier spot no. in your uh, defense. Weak side linebacker. Yeah. Well, uh, middle linebacker is usually your premier. But actually, I think you're right. The about best who freshman talk from this uh, past yeah. signing oh, class. Win Papo. There you go. And Zacoby McLean. We've got several McLeans. Josh Marsh. Zacoby is the best named McLean, probably. That sounds like one of those names that you see in one of those Instagram gender reveals where they it's written on a... Anyway. It's like my name was Jacoby. Sorry, sorry Zacoby. Tell him that one. It sounds like yeah. his name was Jacoby, and he asked Zaxby's. If he changed his name to Zacoby, they'd give him free Zax packs for life, and they said yes. <laughs> Jeez. Free Zalads. Zalad. So I've got this spaced out as Zalad. three starting linebackers, because for some reason... We still announce three starting linebackers. Yeah, we, KJ. We, we, we basically play a base nickel all because we play nickel. Yeah, I mean, almost everyone does. Almost everyone does. Yeah. So which one of the? So it sounds like KJ Britt and okay. Owen Papo are going to be the ones that we don't actually have a. It's is the middle linebackers not really playing how I would think of a middle linebacker, right? Like right in the middle. Is it more two guys back there? Yeah, I mean they'll they'll move around a lot. Yeah, I mean it, it kind of depends on it's, where the nickel. It's not like the old so. days where you had your middle linebacker who's basically always right in the middle. And right. Two get two linebackers. On right. The I got you. And our middle linebackers, KJ Brett, and he's backed up by Chandler Wooten, Michael Harrison, Cam Brown. Chandler Wooten's going to start. Derek Brown. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Chandler Wooten's going to start at strong linebacker. Strong side. Oh, yeah. Man. And he's backed up there by Zacoby McLean and OC Brothers. Orange County Brothers. Octavius. I don't know why you would go away from Octavius, but that's just me. Is it Ock? Tell us about a situation where we would end up playing with three line, linebackers. Um, it, line. it would be a team that's just going to try and run the ball here. It. it would have been Beerman. Right. You know, yeah, I don't know yeah, if it's all. Where they're playing with you know two tight ends probably, uh, uh, or a fullback. Look, would we roll one in there on let's like the fourth and one, and they're going? Yeah, certainly. I mean, if you know if you know it's a running situation, you're probably going to bring another one of those guys in, and, and it helps that Papo he's he's almost like a set other safety out there. That's that's what I was going to ask. So one of these um, either weak side or strong side, I'm assuming they're going to be your more mobile that can be maybe like a Luke right. Keith. So that's going to be. Yeah, Luke Keith. He's a, he's a middle linebacker. Yeah. Right. So Papo, he's he's, he's a little he's a little smaller than these guys. He's an athletic freak. I mean, so what they've kind of been describing him as is he's so good he doesn't realize what he's doing is good. Right. Yeah. And okay. He's one of those kind of guys. Like he's just a true freshman doing stuff that he doesn't you know, know all that, SEC guys yeah, do. That not everybody is able to do what right. he's doing. So he's going to be Car- Carlos Dansby. Is that what you're telling me? Fingers crossed. Okay. I'm excited now. <laughs> I know a lot of people who that was their favorite Auburn player of all time. I mean, it was, it was just wild to see that guy out on the field because yeah. he was so tall. 
in playing linebacker. Ryan, we played the University of North Carolina in a bowl game called the Peach Bowl. And Carl Stansby intercepted a pass. What did you say? Just the Peach Bowl. Yeah, it was just called the Peach Bowl back then. He intercepted a pass out of bounds. But before he came down out of bounds making the play null, he turned in midair and threw the ball back inbounds. Yeah, so that's where Michael Crabtree got it. To, yeah. to Dontarius Thomas. Yeah. He literally, like a basketball player, caught the ball, turned, and saved it. Oh, yeah. The irony of doing that in North Carolina. It yeah. was, and to the point where it was so incredible. No one could believe it happened. They had to have a huddle on the field with the referees to figure out if it was allowed. Right. Because no one had ever seen it before. Because it's not, like, he, he has it. Generally, guys don't want to do that because they might give the ball to right. someone else. Jesus and they aren't that well, athletic. Usually in football, if you, if you can get your hands on the ball, you want to come down with it. Yeah, yeah. and it's not ultimate Frisbee. Guys aren't normally running around. And defenders are taught to that long. knock that ball down, too. Right. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't take any chances. Trey Matthews wasn't. But he was trying to get that ball back. Guess. Get that ball back. Get that so ball back. We're, we're, you guys know Auburn as one of the best linebacker schools. Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. I, I don't. I know. I do now. It's, it's, but growing up. It's embarrassing, right? Right. So from the, late, from the late several teams through the Chiswick teams and Gus's early teams, linebacker play wasn't very good. Lake Tumber yeah. was fine. Yeah, and even was, early Chiswick. There, uh, there, was, there was a couple hey, Josh misses. Bind. Do not besmirch right. Josh Bynes. You had Trey Blagman, who was in a huge whoa, recruit. Whoa. Trey Blagman could play. Little ball of hate. El Toro Freeman. Great name. Did it for Charlie. There, Hard there worker. Was, he just was not. Right. Uh, there were a lot of big names that were missing. I think a couple of all you need to know, and all due respect to the man who stopped uh, Aaron Murray on the goal line. When Jake Collin is your starting middle linebacker, he's right. probably done something Trey wrong. Blackman, since Travis Williams has gotten back to Auburn as a coach, yeah. the linebackers have gone from yeah. a group of guys that were average to one of the best units. So, yeah. the one shining moment in that period of time that you're talking about, Travis was yeah. also on right. campus. So. Is, okay, so here's the thing. I don't remember him that much as a, as a player, though. Is he a better coach than he was a player? Um, uh, I mean, he was a good player. He's, he's a similar. He was an all-SEC player and, right. and one of the smallest uh, linebackers in the country. He's right. a similar coach to as a player that nobody yeah, would look at him and go, that guy's going to be a great defensive coordinator one day. Now, he, he he nowadays, there's people that are saying, this guy could be a head coach in a couple right. years. If I'm not mistaken, he made the Falcons roster um, yeah. post-college. So, I mean, it wasn't as if he were okay. chopped meat, chopped liver. I don't Yeah, mix my metaphors over Let's here. go to H-back. Yeah, let's do H back. The position that does exist. JJ Wilson. Does it? Dynamite. Yes. Are we gonna more so than a tight end? Are we gonna run any H back set? Well, I guess with we'll with this group of guys, they've got like five of them on scholarship. Yeah, they okay. better. Okay. John Samuel Schenker. Iver Smith. What'd you say? Iver Samuel yeah. Schenker Heimer Smith. He played some last year. <laughs> um, yeah, he actually had a couple of touchdowns yeah. last year. Yeah. Spencer Nye. Just uh, was the awarded a scholarship guy. last year was acknowledged for uh, earning Who? that scholarship. Spencer Nye. Yeah, the he, he officially got that scholarship today is what I – Well, he, I guess he they had the scholarship. Today. They just – they gave it to him in like the middle of the season or something okay. last year. So they didn't have the big – or they gave it to him at some point where they didn't have a big uh, right. acknowledgement. Yeah. So. Spencer Nye. And time. Tyler Fromm. Tyler from State Farm. That Georgia quarterback's brother. No, 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 no. Georgia quarterback is his brother. Oh, sorry. You're right. 
But the joke is the chief didn't know his name. <laughs> I know, uh, I know Tyler Fromm's name. No, he didn't know the brother's name. I know. Name. He okay. didn't know Jake Fromm's name. Jake from State Farm. <laughs> so, J.J. Wilson needs to transfer in from Arizona State. Yeah, that everybody's really high on. I'm surprising that you transfer away from Arizona State, but I digress. Uh, he right. actually played linebacker last year. Do you know who the coach of Arizona State University is? But it's Arizona State. Well, I understand. If you're going to go to college, and especially it's if you start in Arizona yeah, State. It's a great spot. It's a wonderful city. <laughs> Tempe? I love Tempe. Right. Yeah, it's great. It's beautiful. They got great uniforms. The weather's great year-round, but they brought a lunatic in as their head coach. And it worked. Kind of. They just didn't lose any more games than they won last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, it worked. They I don't know they didn't what improve. is your definition of work. They had the same win-loss record. They were record. better than most than anybody thought they yeah. were going to be. But the win-loss record was the same. Work as it was. Everyone thought they were going to be like a three-win team. <laughs> it's true. I did too. Their roster was terrible. Minus J.J. Wilson. J.J. Wilson. Heck, heck out of Dodge. Started his career as a tight end H-back guy. Yeah, they moved him to linebacker. linebacker. He was a pretty good linebacker. Was yeah. He? He, was he was good. But he, he also was like, like, like well. he just didn't need him to play linebacker. Why did he decide to transfer? I think he decided he wanted to play H back. Oh, that's so, why. So Arizona State used uh, to have. He was like, I love this Gus Malzahn guy. Do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. I want to play offense. Most guys don't want to go from hitting to being hit. Well, he, he wants to started. His name is Arizona State. Mike Norvell was the offense coordinator. Now the head coach of Memphis. Gotcha. But Norvell okay. and Gus go back. So there's probably and Kenny Dillingham. There it is, yeah. Dilly Dilly. So I think I think also he will still be laying some the woods. If he, he is like his predecessors and Jay Prush and yeah. Chandler Cox, he's going to get to hit people. Yeah. He's standing there playing linebacker in the Pac-12 and thinking, "I want to make bank, bro. Yeah, I want to play yeah. H back in the SEC." Yeah, and so that's what he did. That's that's rave reviews too. Yeah, that, yeah. that was actually the we wide done? receivers were playing so poorly in camp that they said, "Hey." You line up at receiver, and he was one of the better receivers. Oh, well, that's he, exciting. He, he so are you telling me ball. we might run a wheel route to J.J. Wilson? Oh, yeah, oh, baby. Oh, yeah. I love a wheel route. I love a good wheel route. Can we talk running back, speaking of wheel routes? Yeah, like running so back this wheel um, at our, it's maybe our one like single deepest position where you right. have – There's like seven guys. There's there. seven dudes oh, for one spot. So Yeah. Jartarvius, Booby, Whitlow, Sean, Shivers – Sean Shiver Sean, Timbers. He's giving yeah, yeah, there we go. That's better. Better show. Port Arthur's own Cam Martin. Mm-hmm. Harold Joyner Kersey. That's not a troll. Just Harold Joyner. Keep cut. Malik. Oh no. Not Dunbar. Malik Miller. Classic, classic Malik, Malik Miller. Miller. <laughs> DJ DJ Williams. DJ DJ Williams? Yeah. Good, good. That's my DJ Williams. And you got Mark Anthony Richards. I don't know. <laughs> you know, the joke writes itself there. Yeah. Mark Anthony. Right? Mark Anthony Richards. Former J-Lo. So, <laughs> if we're going by what happened in the scrimmages, Malik Miller's your best running back, isn't he? 60-yard yeah. touchdown, Malik Listen, Miller. Listen, that, that... Was he running uphill the whole way? This is what I... That was a 20-second 60-yard touchdown. I want to know what series of events must transpire <laughs> to allow... Was Yakety Sacks playing? <laughs> it sounds like he trucked somebody and then... There was no. And then everyone was just like, oh, was it? Yeah, it was like, oh. And they didn't realize he just kept running. The guy from like the Amway mixtape jumps out with the microphone, yeah. yelling, "Oh baby, oh baby!" <laughs> and then boom. Um, no, so this is. I mean, Booby's the premier back in the team right now, right? You say that, 
But I read some articles <laughs> saying that people uh, are pretty upset with old Booby on the team. Really? Yeah. Read some articles saying that uh, some of the coaches are not happy about it. But not happy about his um his attitude. Oh, okay. Not that he's being a problem, but I think he's it's a confidence thing. Yeah, it's a confidence thing. So there might be there might be some more carries for old trusty number nine Cam Martin or Sean Chivers. Or Sean Cadillac Chivers. is a big old fan of Sean Chivers. Oh, really? He, he actually was quoted as saying, "I wish I had his attitude while I was in college. I wish I ran like him." Because if I, well, he well, how can he be a better college player than Cadillac? <laughs> not even that. I think it's in a way it reminds me. He he does remind me a little of Carnell. He's he's not the biggest dude, although Carnell yeah. was. I love that he bigger than Sean Chivers. Yes. <laughs> um, but Carnell's, I mean, Carnell's gift was, as we've discussed in the pod before, seeing the hole yeah. and knowing where it was going to open yeah. up and being there. Well, and Black Shiver's gift is seeing the guy that's not wanting to hit anybody right. and running through. <laughs> yeah. And he's not the biggest guy in the yeah. world, which is insane. But he's also very, he can make a guy miss. He's real fast. Yeah. I think that's one of the things they've been working on with Shiver's all like, years. Hey, dude. Hey, you don't have to hit him. <laughs> <laughs> Just run by him. I like that he changed numbers. Anytime a guy changes numbers to a What's single number digit, eight. Oh, what was he last year? He was like twenty uh, something. Yeah, it's Fabian Delph. He went to eight because yeah. oh, he's that, was, last year, that was his high school number, and his Twitter handle. Well, he can't. Blazing. He couldn't be eight last year because of our our quarterback. Right, right, right. So he decided I'm going to be VA Blazing, which is his Twitter handle. Yeah, in yeah. college again. Yeah. Boom, eight. Anytime a guy goes from a double digit to a single digit number in college, I'm usually like, I like that a, guy's going to I like a, a single year. digit running back. I do. I like single digit college jersey. Brad yeah. Lester. Mm, I like Brad Lester a lot. I, well, I liked him when yeah. he was a college running back. You and me both, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so um, those three I, guys are going to get the now, majority of the carries. I'm gonna, I let me say something controversial. I I feel. There are some people out there that are very overconfident about our running back situation. Now, we got a lot of dudes, so I have confidence that we'll be able to find some. The best, the cream will rise to the top. It could be Booby. Um, and and Booby was fine last year. I don't think he was a world beater. And I feel like some people have sort of acted like he was. Well, the issue last year for him was that his weakness perfectly lined up with what the offensive line was giving up. Yeah. He's, he's, Booby's not the guy that's going to. Make contact at the line of scrimmage, and he's not. He's not Trey Mason, right? Um, and that and that was the issue. Is Booby Booby is Booby in open space? Yeah, he's not three yard and Clevin Dillon, right? And yeah, well, the one if game the offensive he, line is improved, then he's going to have a lot better season. Yeah, yeah. The one game where he got loose was the Purdue game. Right. And he looked great. And everybody else in that yeah. game. What was it Ole Miss too? That he had a right. pretty good game. Yeah. Right. Really but so it's the LSU game. I mean, everybody. The, the season changed on the fourth and one in the LSU game. Yeah. Like you, you knew at that it. point. Oh, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. And it was it was booby right at the line of scrimmage and got stuffed. Yeah. Yeah. Gus Malzahn team that cannot get a fourth and one. Right. It's not good. It's tough. Um. That now said, we'll I, I, we have enough dudes here. Um, the, the three guys that we talked about, Cam, Sean, and Booby, they're going to get the first shot. At being no, and and I think the word is that maybe Cam Martin was dealing with some injuries. That's the word on the street. Okay. Like Cam Martin was banged up until – I mean, he looked – what game did he play and looked really good in at the end of the year? Was it was Purdue, Purdue? Or was it Alabama? Everybody looked good in the right. Purdue game. 
Um, did he? He did look better. I think than he the looked year. okay in the yeah. Alabama game, right? Uh, yeah. Sean Shivers had a big touchdown callback too, though. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, I think what you're going to see more of is with as many guys as we have at running back, Cam is going to be the package guy. I think I think they want to give other guys a shot to be the premier back, especially because he's the senior. Yeah. Um, you know, if you if you put all your carries in him this year, you're not going to develop anybody for next year. Yeah. Um, but you want to utilize the skill set. Plus, you might want you're a not, senior. You're not the, suggesting that uh, Gus Malzahn is not going to pick one guy that he. Well, there's likes. always a package <laughs> running back that only has three plays. Right. I'm saying I right. think that's Cameron. Okay. I'm saying you <laughs> might want a senior in the backfield if the other guy. Is a true freshman in the backfield, or a just regular freshman, right? But I think what you're getting at is we're going to take a break. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And we're back. 55 minutes in and two breaks (laughs) deep, we are finally getting to the position of note. The position that really the star the, the straw that stirs the drink when it comes to offensive football performance. Shoot your finger. Well, that's <laughs> that's not ideal. Wow, that's you brush your teeth disgusting with that finger? in many ways. Um, but what I will <laughs> say is that Auburn. I would for the longest time you could say, look, Auburn's offense is predicated on running the ball, so you really shouldn't have to have this dynamite quarterback. But that's Completely untrue. Like Auburn needs a quarterback who can flat out play. When we haven't had He's a quarterback, gotta be able to make the plays yes. when they're there and quickly. Yeah. And when he can't do that, the Auburn offense is horrible. Yeah. Is unwatchable. So the Auburn offense is. We've talked about sports. This is not an indictment on Gus. It's not the most complex offense. No. It's all about finding what works and just doing it over and over. Yeah, yeah. Hammering. What you have to have, and was what. Nate Marshall was great at, and with all the talent the Sidham has, this wasn't what he was great at, is making the decision and knowing what you're doing and just yeah, doing it. Exactly. You also have to have, I mean, this is, it's not. You have to be able to pull the trigger. Yeah. It's got not a complicated offense, but it is in some ways a microchip that if it gets dust in it, is ruined. And if one piece of it isn't working right, especially that piece of the quarterback. Very Chris Trigger. Nothing works. Right. Much like Chris Traeger's body, which is like a microchip. Um, I, so, I, yes, we think we know who's going to be the quarterback. Uh, it, it's kind of out there in the ether. Uh, Cord. Well, let's just say, yeah, Cord Sandberg. Cord. He's the guy. <laughs> Sandberg. You need the you need the veteran experience. <laughs> what have. I've heard, God help us. Have Andy Sandberg. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that'd be a fun team to watch. I, I think, uh, depending on when this pod is out, we may already actually know who it is, or it may be coming out. Um, we think on Tuesday, as you're listening to this, uh, that Bo Nix is going to be named. It is the opinion of this podcast that Bo Nix will be named the starting quarterback of the offense. Yeah, it sounded like since the last scrimmage and then all the practices since now, then. It would be a hilarious joke. If it's Joey Gatewood. Or they just don't announce anything. It'd be the most hilarious <laughs> joke. Yeah, they're going to announce it. 
Gus always announces the starting quarterback. Yeah. I mean, It'd be the best Gus joke ever. Well, and like, it's Joey, you dummies. We've got, <laughs> we've got one more week until it's game week. And right. So, but they're so, already doing install right now. Right. So now's the time. Um, and it all signs point to Bo Nix. Yeah, he's been taking all the snaps with the ones. He, and here's the thing. If you ask almost anybody through spring practice and then at the beginning of fall camp, it was, it's Joey's job to lose. Yeah. That was kind of the consensus. And it was, well, you know, Bo's just going to have to beat him for it. Yeah. And Joey hasn't well, been bad look, in fall camp. It just sounds like Bo is beating We all know Gus Malzahn. Bo was at a disadvantage because I don't think there's yeah. any way Gus wants to start a true a freshman. A true freshman. It must, Bo must have. If Bo Nick starts, takes the first snap against Oregon, he must have shown. He must have the it factor, his groove back, yeah. uh, and a great week of practice. All, yeah, in, all, all in the, one dude. All um, of the <laughs> Gus Malzahn cliches in one guy. Um, wow. Because uh, for him, if, if he is indeed named a starting quarterback, for him to have done that as a true freshman is, is a pretty big feat. And now, there's I, one other way that this might have happened. Joey stinks? No, Joey might have fumbled in practice. Oh, right. That's true. <laughs> that would be the thing that just like, okay, there's the decision. Uh, I think uh, I think Bo does – there's one thing most people might know not know that Ryan brought to our attention uh, is that uh, Bo is actually two months older than Joey Gatewood. Bo Nix is older than Joey Gatewood and has more experience as a starting quarterback yeah. than Joey Gatewood. He, he started he started starting for the Scottsboro Wildcats in five A Alabama football, which at the time was the highest classification or second highest classification in football. They hadn't moved that sometime during his high school career. They moved to uh, there was a shift to having a seven A. Sure. Um, he he was a five A, which is not huge, not ultimate. It's not big Texas. It's big enough. It's not the highest level of Texas big football, enough. but it's pretty right. big football. He was a starting quarterback in eighth grade for Scottsboro. Now and they still down to Pennsylvania Valley, right? Uh, yeah, that he in played two two years, maybe three at Scottsboro, mm-hmm. and and they weren't great. Um, I think they were okay as last year, and then he and his dad moved. Pensa Valley, I think, for his junior and senior year. Right. Um, Playing against that Birmingham competition. Yeah, which they are 6A still, I think, right. and which is still pretty good. I mean, it's, it is. It's really good. Um, high competition. He's playing against big schools, and he performed really well. Um, and, and he's also had a father. Um, for those that don't know, I, I think most of our listeners will know, Patrick Nix played football at Auburn, uh, and a lot of them will know what he did as a coach, but he um, he had a fairly long coaching career, pretty starting pretty soon after he graduated from Auburn. Um, I want to say in the late 90s, um, he was at Jacksonville State for a little bit, and then um, he ended up over, uh, there may have been another stop, but he ended up over at Georgia Tech, and then ultimately became Georgia Tech's uh Offense coordinator and was pretty good there. Good enough. Auburn twice. Yeah, and good enough that he became the offense coordinator at Miami when they made a big coaching change. Now that, that didn't work out so well. That didn't work out so well for him. But um, at that time, it appears he just decided to get off the coaching carousel. Yeah, he went to Charleston Southern for a couple years after that, and yeah. then got into high school. Yeah, and, uh, I, I, I actually I remember being shocked and horrified that he took the Scottsboro job because Scottsboro used to be a big rival for Fort Payne. Um, it, it was actually more so of a rival for my dad and his generation. 
than it was for mine, um, but they were pretty close to Fort Payne. So I was, I was pretty upset about that. But also at the same time, it was pretty cool that Pat Nix, a guy who I liked, was coaching high school football near my hometown. Anyway, uh, Bo has had that guy, the guy who was a pretty hot name in college football coaching in the early 2000s as his coach his entire life. And a guy who played college football, very different college football than what there is now. But still had Auburn. And but as still different had. as Auburn is on the field, it's not that different off the field. Um, and so he, he he's had that coaching. He'll also have uh, a respect for Auburn pretty much inculcated mm-hmm. into him from birth, I would think. And, and his dad, there's no way he doesn't know the responsibilities taken taking right. right here. So I, it's scary to have a freshman quarterback. Um, have, yeah, but again, more experienced than Joey Gatewood. Yeah. Joey Gatewood was not even a starting quarterback his senior year high school. Right. Um, so I, I think that may have been what it is for Gus. It might be. Um, so, it, he's probably going to have more command in the backfield as yeah. well. Okay. So, so what does this mean for the quarterback situation going forward? Well, I really hope it means Joey stays. Because if he doesn't stay, Court we're going to have to pull the cord. Yeah, and then Court Tamper is your backup quarterback. And you're looking at... We and, have not heard good things about this. No, <laughs> so you're looking at one hit being the difference between yeah. Bo Nixon. Um, I, I think but the most... What is Joey's role going forward, I guess? Is well, I hope it's, my question. You know, he's already redshirt. He's not going to redshirt. I think he... I you think, have to keep him involved. I think offense. the most important recruiting moment of the Gus Malzahn tenure is probably starting today because I bet... Bo was told today that he, he Monday as we're recording this, yeah. or maybe even yesterday, that he's the starting quarterback. And I think the biggest recruiting job that they've ever done is going to be telling mm-hmm. Joey what the plans they have, how they want to keep him involved, um, or a plan to say, "Hey, we need you to stay this year. Uh, don't yeah. pl- if we don't need you, we won't play you, and then you can train." No, but see, that doesn't matter. He's already he's already had his red shirt. He can't he can't. So if he is on the shirt. team this year, that the loophole doesn't work. So he has if to he, if he takes transfer. any snaps. If he takes any snaps, so he has to either transfer. Right, transfer that's what I'm saying. Season. If he takes any snaps, I'm saying if he. Well, they're not gonna they're not gonna go into a game and be like, "Hey, we need you to play now." Make a decision that that's not gonna fly. No, what I'm. T- what I'm telling, what I'm saying is, is they're like, okay, you can stay here if we absolutely have to. If Bo gets hurt and you have to go play, it, then it's your team. I think there will be a decision before the season starts. No, I know. If there's going to be a decision, yeah, I don't think you get into you know. Well, I don't. I don't think he's going to transfer immediately, even if he does decide to go somewhere. Like, what's the point of that? He's not going to play there either. Right, but why hang around here? My he, he gets to work out. <laughs> work out in the school too. My hope for Joey would be that. Bo tweaks an ankle or something in the Iron Bowl, heaven forbid, and we're down by 14. And he comes in at halftime. And I really it. don't want to be this Alabama situation. And leads a comeback I, 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 championship. I hate everything you're saying right now. <laughs> comeback win over Alabama. Basically, so, so hang on, hang on. I want to want to a jail. Exactly. Well, well, I think what so, – every... No. Oh, so wait, wait, this means Bo Nix is the next quarterback of the Oklahoma Sooners. Sure, in three years. <laughs> See, I also think that if if Bo takes a snap, or if if Gatewood plays but plays not, basically yeah. nothing, he he'll be given a waiver and he'll be able to transfer right. anyway. 
I don't think that's going to be the case. It sounds like Joey is going to be involved, especially. I, so in I think they have to convince him that's in his best interest, though. Right. I mean, I think that, the game plan is that he's that, going to be involved. That's unless the, he decides he does not want to be. Right. That's the big recruiting job, though, that they have right, right now. They yeah. have to to convince him that, that it's in his well, best interest. Here's what will not work. It, it can't be. Well, Bo's the starter, but Joey, you're still going to play a couple series as the quarterback. Yeah. And it's we'll got to be, how it hey, you're going to play yeah. X amount every game. And well, and here's the thing. It, basically, you have the Oregon game plan, which is, should just be whatever's best for the team. Yeah. If, it, if it's third and one Joey, then it's third and one Joey. If it's Bo's not playing well, then it's Joey. Then you get the next two games as kind of a tryout, ideally. You yeah. should be stopping Tulane and Kent State and giving Joey – two quarters or a quarter or whatever to run the offense. And then you kind of revisit the whole situation before the A&M game. I don't, I don't think Gus wants any part of that. I don't think he does either, but I think that might be what happens. Unless, it could, because unless Bo comes in and just yeah. plays like he's not a true freshman, that's what's going to have to happen. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to see I, Joey I Gatewood, and if Joey Gatewood is lighting the world on fire and Bo's not, that discussion has to be had. Yeah, I, because don't, he, I don't see Gus doing that. I really don't see Gus giving Joey a bunch of snaps at quarterback. I just don't see it. So when we're up 50 to 20 on Tulane, maybe is Corey Sandberg playing? No. Okay. No, but what I'm saying is I don't, I don't see him. I don't see him using it as a, okay, Joey, go show us what you got. Maybe you'll get the start. I don't think it is either. I think, I think it is a, here's your role on this team. And we want you to have this role. And then also, if anything happens to Bo, whether it's he's awful or hurt, you're the guy. Be ready. Oklahoma did that a couple of years ago where they they would. It's, sub, it's the Tim Tebow offense. Yeah, they would for sub one him year. out. It's, yeah, I don't think it works. But. If you get to the ten yard line, your quarterback subs out. It was the uh, the belldozer. Yeah, and you literally have a quarterback who yeah. plays from the ten yard line and in. And Texas did a similar thing. Yeah, and the, and Ellinger is now. Well, sorry, I don't want anything to do with anything Texas does. <laughs> Well, Ellinger ended up being, being the guy. He started out as the, the goal line back, and then I, became the starting quarterback. I don't think Joey's going to be playing a lot of quarterback. I just you think they're going to move him? I just think he's going to be doing other stuff. I don't think he plays if they try and move another off. Yeah, I think That's the situation where he leaves. Yeah, he transfers they out. They try and tell him, hey, I need you to play your team. Guys, I think he's transferring next year no matter what happens. I, I just Until then. I, because... If he wants to play quarterback, if he wants to try some other position, then he stays. But I just don't. I just don't see. I don't see why guys talented as him would stick around here for four to, years to for even two or three years to because he's already been here a year. Yeah. Um, to try to find a position or playing time for him or, or try to make packages for him, I just don't. I don't know why he would. I think I think he's sticking around here this year. I I yeah. do think they'll be able to convince him to stay, but because it is sort of too late to really transfer anyone. No, he he has to do it this this week or next week. Yeah, and then basically this is your sit out year. Yeah, and then next year you're ready to go. Well, tell us what you think at College Mag on Twitter. I have been son of crow this whole show. Ryan and for Ryan Chief. Thank you, for Ryan and Chief. I'm here to tell you. Let's have some football. Okay.